Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. You always get to announce yourself. Isn't that cool? It's kind of, it's kind <laughs> and you of weird. You always do it unenthusiastically. You're like, and yeah, I know. And Jackson, he's here. No, uh, and he, me yeah. also. Yeah, Kate, Kate and Jackson tag along, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode. We're happy in Chicago here because we have weather like it's spring. So we are just like don't know what to do with ourselves. But we do want to welcome everybody that's on. Uh, <laughs> Andy says, put some reverb on that announcer's voice. Uh, and no, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, you uh, can join Kate and the whole team on the social uh, social media department at Get Social Jack on Twitter, hashtag Influence Factory. If you want to mention something on the show, you want us to ask um, Melissa a question, or you can just simply uh, type into the chat like many of you know how to do. Uh, so welcome to another uh, round of Influence Factory. So real quick to maximize your learning, turn off your cell phone, close your email, take some notes and tune in. And we always promise you're going to come away with something new to learn. You're going to learn something new. I think that's what I meant to say. All right. How to engage with the GoToWebinar interface. So real quick, the most important thing is making sure that you ask us questions because we give away a prize to the most engaged person. So let's start with this week's question. I want to know what is the song that you hear that you cannot get out of your head. So when you hear that song, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't get that song out of my head. So uh, Kate, what's that song for you? Are we talking about like a current song? It doesn't like have to be, right no, it could no, be something. Yeah, it could be, it could be the Barney song, but hopefully not, so. The Barney song. Okay, well, one of my old favorite Get Pump songs, and then I'll sing it for like three hours, is Spice Girls, Spice Up Your Life. Oh, it never leaves. It's just like on rotate in my head all, right. all the time. Everybody type in. What is that song? That, when you hear it, you can't get it out of your head. You got to engage with us or you cannot win. Uh, Jackson, <laughs> what about you? Okay. There's a, there's a lot for me. Like, I'm just, I'm so like, as soon as I hear a song that's slightly catchy, I'm like, that's it. That's the one. But I, um, I don't know. I probably have to say, um, Honestly, if I go, my number one is Into the Mystic by Van Morrison, so. Ah. Yeah, so. Uh, Gotta Be by Desiree for Shannon. So it's my theme song. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, and as of last night, I cannot get the song, Kate, Red, <laughs> Red Wine out of my head. So I was singing it all day today so far. Well. And thank you for playing it for me last night at the networking event, because then I got to sing it too. So, Roger says his song is happy. Oh, that's a that's good awesome. one. That is, yeah, that's, that's a good song. That's a real good one. Okay, so folks, if you have problems, uh, you know, logging in, or all of a sudden uh, you need to go on audio, there's uh, you just click on a phone call. And everything will switch to uh, an audio number that you can call in with a code. Uh, there's also um, there's also uh, a mobile app that you can download and take us on the road that way too. And James Gustin says, "Payback by James Brown." Ha! <laughs> gotta put the, you gotta put the ha in there. So, right on. Okay, so Social Jack members, do not forget we actually have a new handout as of last night. What'd you guys think about the? Uh, 
the whole event last night, the influencer frenzy. Did you guys have a good time? Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, I loved it. I met tons of great people, did tons of networking. So I'm really looking forward to our next one uh, coming up in March. So for sure. Now this, um, we actually developed an influencer steps checklist. So this is uh, designed for everybody. Jackson is going to get this up in the uh, social Jack uh, uh, system so that when you log in and you go to social Jack, you can actually uh, just download that and that should be right in here. So you have access to all the coaching sessions, all the classes. I mean, there's about 300 plus classes in here plus all the tip sheets. So, um, so anyway, but it's an influencer checklist. So if you're looking to work on it, which we hope you are, uh, this way you can you can check off what you're what you're good with and circle what you're not good with and sort of have fun with that. So that is super cool. So uh, real quick, um, uh, also don't forget to log in or pay attention to alerts that you get with discount codes. So uh, save the date for 329. This uh, workshop is going to sell out fast. We only have 50 seats. Actually, our guest today was at the last workshop, uh, live uh, training event, Chicago influencer class, and it's also networking. It's a half day, and it ends with networking and Lou Malnati's pizza. So how can it not be good with Lou Malnati's pizza? Right, exactly. Right. Okay, so now, and then we have a flurry of other events that we just booked. So Jackson will have those up, uh, like the Chicago Scene event, and, and all those events, we'll have those up next week. So Kate, we have some news real quick before we get to our guest. So let's bring up that news. So tell us about YouTube ads, new live streaming tools, including monetization options. Yeah, so this is kind of exciting. We haven't seen YouTube do a lot. They were like one of the original social media networks that was doing things. And then all of a sudden it's been like Facebook. So YouTube back in the news and they're taking a page out of Facebook's book with this new um, live video update. So it's going to be really exciting. They're combating with Facebook. You can do live replays, watch the replay of the live chat as it happened. So it's going to make it a lot easier to follow the conversations even after wow. the live video is after happened. So, um, and also another cool thing they're doing is they're adding ge geographic tags. So as we know, all the other social media um, platforms have added tags. So you can tag where you're at. So if you took a video at the networking event last night, you can say tech nexus, kind of check in. And so you can be doing that on YouTube now, which I think is exciting because I think a lot of people do more worldwide searches on YouTube. And so I think that's going to be a great way to connect to other people, other businesses and watch videos. So lots of exciting things coming from YouTube. Yeah, it seems like they're sort of copying off of Facebook Live a little bit. So, you know, being able to type things in after the fact. So it's interesting. Okay, so that's super cool. Three things you must do on LinkedIn at least once a month. What are those things? Yeah, so this was kind of interesting, this article, three things you have to do on LinkedIn, because I think we teach a class on every single one of these, but it's a nice, good, clear little list of things you should be doing. The first one is to export your connections list monthly. It helps you protect your current connections. So you can always have access to them in one place. So obviously, if you know how to do that, we've covered it before. It's in the Social Jack Academy keep your connection safe that way. Another thing that Dean actually taught me how to do, and I'm sure he's taught a few of you other 
uh, listeners out there is to uh, keep a copy of your latest LinkedIn profile. And of course, uh, one of the reasons we do this, if you work in a field like we do, the team learned this the hard way by making some updates to a LinkedIn profile. And then we didn't, the client didn't like them and we didn't have a backup. So if you go to the three little dots, you can save it as a PDF. Also, it saves it into essentially a resume. So keep those backups for if you make a mistake or if you want to go back to the old one or if you need a really quick resume. That's a great thing. And then the last tip is to uh, review and get rid of some of your endorsements. So a lot of people who have changes in their career, like Andy Bizub, who went from the financial world to the Porsche world, or a lot of other people make that change as well. As we're getting rid of old skills, we want to get rid of old endorsements because while it's nice, it doesn't really help us anymore. We're making changes in our world. So that's another little thing. Get rid of old endorsements, clean up that page. We want to keep our LinkedIn very nice and professional. Yeah. And keep in mind with endorsements, the, what we always coach people on is that um, you only get to really see the top three. So somebody's scrolling along here and they're looking for you to be their expert. And then all of a sudden they see skills and endorsements. And it's like, if you don't have something that's relevant to what they're going to hire you for, like, like uh, Kate was saying, if you have old things in there, then, uh, th then they're, they're going to go, oh, well, maybe they're not relevant to what I need. So it's, it's going to work that way. So, um, Absolutely. super cool. And That's another thing on that that we talk about is ask for endorsements. So if all of your endorsements are old, you know, ask your, the people you're working with currently, Hey, will you endorse me or endorse them? And then chances are they're going to do it back. So good stuff. Yeah. Right on, right on. Um, okay. So, uh, a quick, um, a quick lesson before we do the, uh, lesson, I always have a polling question and I always lose my polling. Oh, there they are. Okay. I always like to know that like, Hey, where'd the polling question go? Sorry. There's way too many things on these monitors. Um, so real quick, we want to know if you want to get put on the waiting list. So I'm going to just put this up here real quick. Cause people are like, last night we announced the waiting list and they're like, announce the waiting list. And, uh, you know, in the uh, weekly shows so that we can get on that. So all you have to do is click the button on the screen and then I'm going to cover a quick lesson. Uh, so I'm going to launch this poll. I'm going to cover a quick lesson. And then what we're going to do is meet our guest. So uh, go ahead and click on the screen if you want to get to the next influencer workshop and networking event or the next influencer frenzy networking event. So you may want us to put you on the list for the workshop or put you on the list for the networking event. So if you want to get on either one of those, there's a big blue um, uh, box on your screen or you can click on the go to uh, webinar screen and that'll pop up. And I see a lot of people want to go to both. So that's awesome. Okay, we'll let that uh, go. And so for today's lesson, before we bring Melissa on, um, one of the things we teach in influencer development is we talk about um, we talk about sourcing high yield content. So I want to share with it uh, with you a tool that our team uses that I think is um, uh, super cool. You do have to pay a little bit for it. Uh, we've covered it. We covered it about six months ago, but I just want you to make a note of this. It's called Apiction's Epic Beat. So it's up on your screen right now. So if you just uh, Google Epictions or Epic Beat, what's nice about this is, uh, and you do have to uh, be logged in or they will limit your search. So let's just go in, log in. 
And so uh, what's good about this is if you're, you know, we always tell you attach to other influencers. So if you want to gain more influence, follow, connect, attach. So we're going to be talking with Melissa today. So you're going to want to make sure that you uh, connect to her after this and connect to her social networks. So with this, you can explore trends, content, and influencers that matter. And it's going to tell you, so you could do, um, we'll just do content marketing, something super easy. So with content marketing, what this tool does is it shows you what the most popular content is. And you can say, well, I want it for the last month. I want it for the last week. I want it for the last six months. So we'll use this to find content. And we use about five or six tools, but this is just one of them. But where it'll help you find content. So if you're looking to name your podcast or your webcast episode, or you're writing a blog post, this will tell you what other people are doing in that, you know, in your business that's relevant. So you can, uh, again, search by content type. So if you say, I just want to see uh, giveaways, I just want to see things that are guest post, uh, list, uh, listicles, or I want to see uh, podcasts, or I want to see videos. So whatever it is that you're building, this is a great tool. Uh, it's low cost. I don't know exactly. You'll have to check the price list on it, but it's called a Pictions Epic Beat plus. So you can use it for free. You can test drive it too, but it's uh, super cool. All right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring our guest on. Uh, Melissa, I've known Melissa for, for quite some time. She uh, lives in the West Loop here in Chicago uh, and uh, has a golden doodle puppy called Lexi. Her and her husband uh, beat the winter blues by two weeks in Tampa in January, two weeks in Charleston in February, two weeks in Palm Springs. Uh, she recently took up acrylic painting. She mentors up to three college students a year, uh, teaching them with what she does with publishing. And uh, someday she wants to open up a uh, bookstore with a novel new concept. So uh, Melissa, welcome. Whoop, got to unmute you. Hold on. There we go. Okay, there we go. Now we can hear you. Okay, great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on. So, uh, so when I first met you, I think I, I think I told you my Vistage coach, back um, I want to say over ten years ago, uh, had said, "Oh, we're bringing in this speaker," and she just created this this whole uh, wrote this book and created this thing called Net Worlding. So I don't know if anybody's heard about Net Worlding, but it's been out there for quite some time. So uh, I always thought that was a pretty cool thing and, and just sort of curious, how did you come up with that? Well, I had been doing a lot of books on networking and I just kept challenging myself to take it to another level. So I was at the on the board at the University of Chicago and I met uh, the, the woman that um, became my co-author on it and she was at that time um, the head of strategic alliances for Motorola. But then um, she, we talked and I said, what's one thing in your life you haven't done you'd really like to do? And she thought about it for a moment and she said, I'd like to write a book. So we started on the book and truly to your point about that tool, you were talking about the software tool, we must have spent three months trying to figure out the title and we eventually came up with networking. So I turned a noun into a verb. And because of that book, Jocelyn Carter Miller, my co-author, became the first CMO of Motorola because they had always had, uh, it's fascinating to think that they didn't have a, a chief marketing officer before that, but 
that's what we did. We wrote the book. She added to it by taking a view of networking in, in a larger scale. And it, uh, it got me um, involved with corporations for 10 years, teaching them networking. Wow, that's super cool. And um, it almost felt like it brought it brought the idea of networking closer. That's how I felt about it when I first, mm -hmm. you know, read it and heard about it. And it it almost made it sound because, you know, at, at that point, it seemed like people were on networking marathons. You know what right. I mean? Like they were running around, but really not connecting. Right. And networking, um, what happened before was I really perfected it. Um, it, over 15 years ago because I got housed in with the accounting firm FERS and they had a training arm. So I got to work on all their uh, work with their accountants and then their uh, associates through banking and then law firms. So I got to test it out and then I also got to do a whole series uh, through Fast Company and Malcolm Gladwell had just come out with a tipping point. So my background is social science, uh, sociology, and I realized that Gladwell writes a great book, but the one thing he didn't do is everything got frozen in time in the tipping point. And uh. he, he talked about Maven, salespeople, and connectors, and he never said you could be all three. And so the methodology I'd built um, which did get licensed to Motorola, Yale University through their graduate school of business, um, just got started there. But the fascinating thing is, because you know I've switched to publishing now over the yes. last eight years, or this is year eight, um, what I realized, and it shows you you can realize really late in your career, <laughs> that <laughs> you, you, know, you could have gone two decades thinking one thing, it was an epiphany because all my authors that I started working with, these are thought leaders, they all wanted to do a chapter on networking because it's so important. But if you type in, um, you know, so you're doing a bullion search and you're typing in a formal mentoring programs, you'll get well over 20,000. Sure. If you type in formal business networking programs, you get nothing. So there's this huge chasm around networking still and corporations, since I've been involved with them for years, you know, uh, going through and teaching them networking, truly, and this is my statement, we are still at 101 networking. Right. Nothing's changed and, and it's fascinating. And yet we know statistically that Facebook says we've now shrunk to three degrees instead of six. Right. And we, um, we definitely know that 80% plus of the way people get jobs is through networking, but they never say get jobs, keep jobs and are promoted in jobs, which they should right. add and get business, <clears throat> right? Nobody's done that research even to show the numbers, but I'm sure they're the same. And yet we haven't integrated networking into schools, uh, any type of school, right? So that's, we're, we're in a really fascinating time right now. We're, we're so networked, but we're not. And what you're doing, because I went to your workshop, it was really great. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you're, and it's, it's the doing the hard work. <laughs> right. Well, and the funny thing is, as you were talking about this, I was saying about um, the fact that we have, um, you know, you were going into these companies and, and everybody's still at networking 101. And I feel sometimes 
when I go in and just even say, put social in front of it, social networking, and I'm not even talking social media, that right. people, it's, they almost look at me like I'm an alien from a, you know, I just landed on a spaceship and it's like, well, you know, and so, so we sort of have to, we sort of have to, I don't want to say coax people into it, but we have to say, well, your culture is broken. Uh, you know, there, there, there needs to be, you're putting people out as thought leaders, but you're not connecting them to others as thought leaders. Right. And, and there's so much to be done around this space. But what I knew when I shifted into teaching people how to write books, since I had done 15 of my own at that time, right. I thought now what I had is I had ownership and connection to their brains for at least seven months. And so the president of Holland Cruise Lines, um, the head of HR for the National Basketball Association, recently we're just finishing a book for the chief digital officer at Cisco. And what happens is because I get to be with them at least an hour to two hours a week on the phone, they get it. You know, they're listening. They're what I'm, I call slowing down to speed up. Yes. And they're starting to hear. But truly, we need thousands and thousands and thousands of these types of thought leaders out there to get it and then use it. So you've got. Uh, what would it would be called kind of like the green field in front of you. You've got all the potential to do so much and you're never going to get uh, to the point, I think, where we haven't done enough because there's a lot to do. Oh, yeah, there sure is. And uh, what's interesting is, is um, you know, I've had, I've had about 10 good starts for a book, you know, and when you ran up to me after the workshop and you were like, you yeah. have to make this a book. And I was like, yeah. I think I already have, but I don't know. And then, yeah. uh, and then, you know, you were generous to sit down with me and take me through that. And I think, I think, you know, we have a lot of influence, you know, we, we've helped develop a lot of the people that are listening into mm -hmm. influencers. And, and so we always say everyone has a book in them, at least yeah. one, you had 15, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, but it's like, um, what do you tell somebody that doesn't believe that? Well, if they don't believe it, then then it isn't real, right? It for them. So I, you know, in my world, um, I'm after thought leaders who really get that a book is the highest form of content. So your um, certainly your blogs start that process. But uh, people confuse the idea of turning a blog into a book. It just depends. You know, for me, people who come to me, they're passionate about not just writing a book, but writing a great book. And that's the challenge. So, again, the tool that you recommended, um, we've got a bunch of tools we've tied, tested, and utilized to do what I call bake the marketing into the front end. So we position the book. There are over 5,000 books going up on Amazon daily. Wow, so 5,000. 5,000. So to be positioned right, you got to get above the noise. And what we do is help the authors become complementers and, and then really get their books working for them. But a really good case study that I'll, you know, hopefully you'll invite me back when it's ready. Okay. But I've been working on the books for the American Marketing Association. And I suggested that they become a publisher, which they took up and it's been two years and the first two books will be coming out more likely than not in September. Oh, nice. And yeah, I'm very excited because they agree with me that 
the, the pinnacle of content generation is going to be a book. And still, even if there are 10 million books on Amazon, we still have more than what, 340 million people in the US and billions of people overseas. And we've got other countries that really wanna read books. I also have a partner now who was the acquisitions editor for the dummy series. And cool. he, yeah, he's really cool. And he's been an agent. He's a foreign rights agent now. And he's also an editor. So he comes on my team because if I'm going to work with an author, I bring a SWAT team with me, kind of like the A team. I remember. And, yep. Yeah. And, but I never charge any more than if you went and got a ghostwriter, but we do what I call turnkey book creation. So the, we go from the very beginning to the launch and I call it a smart launch. And so I have all these partnerships to give you what you get with a traditional publisher, but better. And you would, um, you, instead of a, a traditional publisher takes eight to 15% of your net. Whereas if you work with us, there are all different ways we're working with top thought leaders now. I mean, if they've got a following like you, we're also looking for authors that either um, we're going to take them on where they pay nothing or we split the investment. And so we're able to create great books, give distribution that hasn't been given yet. And as you can see with Jocelyn, the story I told you about her, she wasn't the CMO of Motorola. And what happens with every single person I've worked with is that they bump up their career. They just go, you know, and it happens very, very quickly. Like Orlando Ashford was the head of HR for Mercer. And we did a book mm. on talent and he, he took it to Davos, which is to me like Shangri-La. I'd love to right. speak to Davos someday. And from there, the book came out and within six months, he became the president of Holland Cruise Lines. Wow. Now, I don't know how many times you've seen a head of HR become a president of a <laughs> large company, but that's what a book does. And so right. it's exciting because it's really an investment that lasts, people don't realize, but it's intellectual property, your book is, that lasts for life plus 70 years. So what I'm doing as a business is taking all these thought leaders and not only helping them create the great books, but if they're my author and they've gone through the process with me, which usually takes seven months now, now I've started something called the Best Seller Squad. And oh, cool. they come on, they don't, they don't pay me money, but I take a, a small portion of their royalties as an investment back into the work we're doing. And we all lift each other to help cool. because they're all top thought leaders. It would be like Oprah taking Susie Orman, Dr. Phil, Nate, you know, all her people, which she invested in and yields millions from, and getting them all together to support each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, what's interesting is as you were saying that, I think about, well, you know, as I was saying earlier, we teach people that want to become influencers to to run with with people that are at a higher level than them to right. connect and attach and be inspired. Yes. And, um, so I'm always curious, like, you know, if, if, you know, as I'm working on my book and I'm, and I've been mapping things out, I'm, I'm looking at should, how many people do you, do you include in that? Cause I've been, I've been in books where I'm like a chapter in the book, you know, yeah, like in, I never, never recommend that. It's just yeah, I know. It's, it's, your time. 
Yeah. That's that's what I was wondering. Yeah. And it, it yeah, felt more like a, yeah. And it, and it sort of died on the vine. Like it had this great surge and then it right. just sort of, yeah, became dated yeah. super quick. The chicken, so chicken soup idea is, is really dated. And I, I just wouldn't invest yourself, your time in it. That's right. my, my feeling. Yeah. So I, I always wonder, you know, I always love to work on people's story. When we when I was sitting with yeah. you, I, I just loved I could have listened to your story another three hours. Um, and and so I always wonder, you know, and, and I want people to chime in with their own questions here. So what's what's the question that's stopping you from doing a book? I always love to hear what, you know, what's the block? Um, mm -hmm. and I and I think about like um I think about one of them is is like time. You know, everybody's like, Well, how am I gonna have the time to do that? So. Right. Well, the, you know, the, the big thing around that is I have all these tools on the site, by the way, um, under networlding.com, there are free resources. And I have a page with five free resources. And there's an outlining tool. Um, people have told me I used to do writer's workshops and they'd say, you know, I, I saved myself. I wish I would have come to your workshop before because my whole dining room was filled with post-it notes and for whatever reason, uh, it destroyed their walls. So I, um, uh, yeah, and you can go down, if you look at free resources, I think it's a little bit further down on the page. Um, yeah, see where it says free resources. Those are all the different resources that are available. So I have a book positioning study that's um, I had done and usually I spend, you know, a couple thousand on that study. And there's an example there that I'm sure people would really appreciate because it's going to help your book stand out. Um, then the outlining tool is really great because any great ghostwriter will tell you if you have a great outline, the ghostwriter can write a great book. Uh, and then I've got the TED Talk one, which I, the woman who wrote that with me is one of the global TED speakers. Um, and there are only 300 of those. So that's a fun ebook. And then, um, how to write an ebook because an ebook is a, is a good place for people to start if they don't want to do a full book. And right. then you needed success in publishing is the book that I authored with John, who I told you about, he was the acquisition yes. editor for the dummy series. So all these are great tools that you can have all of them if you want. I'm very accessible. I'm not about um, trying to nickel and dime people. My goal is to have people get the knowledge and the wisdom and then make their choice. And whether I do have a DIY program that I only offer twice a year that's coming up. And so do it yourself is coming up in sometime in April, I believe. And then I have a DFY done for you. And my goal is to always work with the authors and help them in whatever portion of the book they they need help in. But I'll tell you one thing, the worst thing that happens in any ghostwriter, developmental editor, editor will tell you this. If you bring me a book and it's already done, my level of energy is around a minus five. <laughs> so, <laughs> because you've done it so wrong. It's you've, you've got, you got to unwind you gotta it. Do it right. You got to do it. You got to do it right. And so the pie formula for writing a book, I shared this at National Speakers Association one year and people liked it. The crust is 30% and that's your outline. And then 
I always say pour in the feds. Those are the facts, examples, and details. And those are those represent um, another uh, 60%. So you've got 90% with that. And then the garnishment is you. It's got to have your voice in it. So all those are important in writing a book. And in that, the whole story piece, one of the things I really want to do, and, and I think it's going to be a good thing to do, is we're going to have a story workshop maybe in September or October. And what I'm going to do is help people come and for the whole day, write their uh, 10 signature stories. Because that's what you need, whether you're speaking or you're uh, writing a book, you need to flush out those wonderful stories. And then also, after you get those done, look at others that are really great that are not all about you. Because you don't want a book that's all about you, right. but you also want a book that has you in there, like your wonderful stories you've told me. Those are great because they humanize you, they create the social connection, and they make all the difference. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, when we got together, I thought it was, uh, I, I thought I was just like amazed because you you broke it down and you simplified it. One, an interesting comment that came in while you were talking is Ira said, a time, and I'm not sure people would be interested in what I have to say and afraid I would damage my brand with a bad book. I would say you would, but but as as most wonderful writers will say, good writing is rewriting. Right. But if you do anything, here's here's my begging. I beg you, get you know, get the outlining tool use it, get the positioning study, use it. And then if you want to do that yourself, do it. Or if you want to, you want some help from me, you know, I'm even happy to do an hour or two with somebody, but get the, what I call the smart start. And then, and then you're on your way because there are all kinds of ways that you can get support for your book. If you don't come to Networlding, there are other places to go. I'm like the, you know, Santa Claus at Macy's. <laughs> and uh, you can go to Gimbal's, which doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but that's okay. It's, it's fine, but there is a path, and you, you definitely can write a much better book than you think you can if you get some help. That's interesting. And then um, is, there, is there a magic formula for, like, how much of your – yourself you know like so you know you yeah. know the premise of mine is is you know how to be how to be an influencer right so it's really right. taking the sim simple steps that we've taught in our workshops and really make it good you know i've got a story like for each section right. which is the is way it, to go yeah. is that the way to go is to, is to yeah. come from the personal self and tell that story well, uh, and yeah it's 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 really i would like to say half and half because you've got people who would definitely want to hear your story to humanize you and also do what's called pass on tacit and explicit knowledge because your story is going to showcase the chapter. And uh, when you do your outline, I would tell you to go pick up that outlining tool and look at it. Um, then you're able to share the story, but then also have another story like uh what people love, take Al Reese and Jack Trout, who wrote The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. 
And that book did incredibly well. And basically what they did is they pulled from all these public examples of what companies had done that had been successful. So think of the books, Good to Great, Built to Last, In Search of Excellence. That's that's another way of looking at it. So if you can give people if you know stories, and even with the American Marketing Association, they call their stories. Now this is not their personal stories because these guys are you know uh, they're professors and consultants from the Drucker School of Management. So they're on the level of marketing profs. You know they're they're brilliant, um, and they're they're a different brand and their books are 400 pages people by the way don't want the long books anymore you can write a very great book by having incredible stories i would say half yours half uh wonderfully written stories about other things that have worked and and then pepper you know they're going to be they should be your lead story for every chapter because that's what pulls people in Right. It's they, they want to be part of it, but the mistakes people make, they write passively versus actively. They tell the story, but it's too short. The actually stories should be longer, so they're more engaging. Right. They um, they don't tell relevant stories that match up with the chapter. Uh, they um, the book sometimes is redundant. Sometimes they go out of scope. The brightest people who are um, heads of communications for companies, senior VPs, C-level people, many of them think they write really well, but they, they really do need help because a book is different, you know, and, and a lot of people speak their book into, um, you know, and then have it recorded and then transcribed, but that's just the beginning. It's got to have a shift into the written form that's more appealing to the reader. So I'm always challenging myself with the authors to take it up another level, you know, to to turn um, the book into a great book. Plus, a book is judged by its cover, so we spend an awful lot of time on covers now. Yeah, that's cool. And title, so many people don't do the titles right, and they aren't searchable. It's all the keyword stuff, you know, and that likes in in blogging. Isn't that crazy how it all came back yeah. full circle? You know, it's uh, it's so yeah. interesting. Uh, Kate asks uh, if you could define a signature story. What is that? A signature story is a story that's your story that when you tell it, people go, wow, I really, that's a wonderful story. And in as a professional speaker, um, you're, you're always asked about, you know, do, do you always rise or don't rise based on your signature stories. And sometimes, that's why I think the workshop will be fun. Sometimes you need help pulling those signature stories out. People don't even realize because I like to say we have the word understanding. We think it's like over here. If you write understanding on your hand, we think it's out here somewhere, but it's really inside your head. So it yeah. needs to be pulled out, gestated it, if you will, you know, developed, and then birthed and improved. A really good example, if anybody's into it, because the world's all about content and relationships, and that's what I spent all my career working on, those two areas. And in the area of content, um, one of the great books is 
Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, who did Eat, Pray, Love. And in that book, she tells a story that I absolutely love about how she wanted to get uh, one of her articles in a magazine. And I think she worked on that story for two years. Wow. So she must have rewritten that story 20 plus times over. And, and it's, it's really fascinating um, what a great story is all about. But if Elizabeth Gilbert, my, my hypothesis is if she had a coach, it could have taken her a lot less time. <laughs> so your signature stories are going to make a big difference in your life. And I learned it the hard way because I'm shy. People don't realize that about me. So that's why I, I did what I most needed to learn, which was networking. And the only events I ever want to go to networking events would maybe be yours um, or mine, because then I have to be the host. So then it's it's different. But um, it's it's so fascinating that you learn through the practice of of what you're, you know, what you're writing about, and you really do need support. But I used to also teach English on the college level. And this is just my opinion. Don't put yourself in a writer's group. Now, if you came to my workshop, it would be different because I'm an inspiring and motivating coach, and I'd always put you by yourself eventually. But when you get in a writer's group, and that's why networking groups are tough, I believe in one-to-one -one networking more often than anything else because you fall to your weakest link and there will always be a weak link in a networking group and, and you're going to lose the, the element of, of energy. So if you're in a writing group, uh, I think it's going to hold you back. So what is a right, what is a writing group? I don't understand what that like is. Like if you got a group together and you all worked on a, on different books together oh, and you got it. together like a yes, support system, yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to pull mm. yourself down with that. Yeah. That'd be the that'd be the worst thing for me because I have enough problems with attention as it is and so I would just be like the busybody yeah. wanting to know what everybody else is working <laughs> on. <laughs> I need to go to the cabin like Stephen King, like way up yeah. in Maine or something. But or really. or have a coach. the The coaches really make a difference. Um, they're they're again. You don't have to have me as a coach, but um, I just put together a woman who I'm working with on the whole. Um, you know, soup to nuts with her book, uh, project managing it. But I sent her over to Becky, who worked on the TED Talk book with me. And Becky's a memoir expert, and uh. and she nailed the problem with the memoir of this mother who sadly her son killed himself, and she's created an organization called Journey's Dream, and this this organization could go the distance. I mean, I had an ex who ended up committing suicide, and I couldn't find any help, and here I was the master networker. I didn't find the help I needed. But this woman has, she, they actually took over Soldier Field a couple months ago and they, they're building out this whole initiative with wellness programs for people with mental illness. But there was, her book is magical. It's going to be like, you know, one of the best memoirs ever, but it lagged in the middle. And, and so I gave it to Becky and she figured out exactly what the problem was. And so, you know, we can get the book out very quickly now 
it, so it can start making a difference and really help the organization. But you know, why go it alone if you can get some expert help here and there? And you don't have to have the big, you know, the, somebody really helping you through everything like I do with maybe 15 authors a year. Um, but you can get piecemeal help here, there, wherever. Right. But do get help in the beginning. Just make right. sure you have that good start. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it feels like the outline and the naming. You sat down with me and we sort of sketched yeah. out some cool things. And that helps sort things out for me uh, in terms of how I'm uh, outlining in that. Um, one interesting comment, you know, because I, you know, I travel around and do a lot of speaking and sometimes it'll be a keynote. Sometimes it's a workshop. Sometimes it's, you know, it depends what the scenario is. And um I was telling my buddy, you know, how I, you know, how he sat down with you and I'm, I'm working on my book. And he said, well, somebody gave me a piece of advice that said, if you, you know, if you do a book on why, then you're going to be hired more as a keynote. If you do a how-to book, you're going to be more of a workshop person. Is that, is that wholesome truth? It's, um, it's a very interesting point, like with the guys, again, bringing in the, the, the professor consultants at, um, uh, for the American Marketing Association, and they are uh, practitioners. Um, it's interesting because most of the time you separate those two books out, but here's the good news, you can blend them. And they did. Publishers won't take those books, but because the AMA became the publisher, it's yeah. all good. And it made sense to them. I mean, these are the smartest marketing minds in the world. And uh, it made sense to blend the two. So to your friend's point, what I'm saying is there's a third option, which is blend them. So you can have a big idea book, and which is the why book. And you can also have the how to. And I, I say, if you can do a how-to, and this is why you do it, um, I've, I've been mastering, which of course is going to take a long time, I've been working on mastering the training programs. So for me, most of my clients end up being presidents of companies um, or top people in corporations, but they are what I call corporate indies. They're corporate, they're in the corporation, but eventually they want to go indie. And when they do that, by having an online training program, and my research shows that the palette for online training just keeps growing, which you, you've seen, that the book could connect to that. So your book might be selling for anywhere, you know, at the low end, if it's a, uh, a shorter book from 1497 up to, you know, if it's a, lar a, a longer book, and you can even do print-on-demand hardback now, upwards of, like the American Marketing Association's books, we might be at $49 for each of one of, one of those wow. books. That's what but, I was going to ask, yeah. if, if that's yeah. common now. But yeah. does it have to be a 4,000-page book for whatever, you know, for that no, to happen? No, people, more people are wanting, and I have researched this far and wide, and you should do a poll on it what people want because most of them are saying they want the airplane book which is more likely 120 to 150 pages and if you're looking at 300 words per page you know you're looking at uh, uh, uh right around realistically anywhere from 35,000 to maybe 
uh, 50,000 at the most is what people are looking for. Got it. And, and Mark Schaefer, who came to one of our authors. Oh, that's right. I love yeah. Mark. Oh, he's amazing. He was yes. incredible. And Mark's one of those guys that was in a Fortune 100 company. He's a corporate indie. And now he's over in um, 71 universities. All of his books are bestsellers. Uh, so he's turned into you know, a million dollar earner and works with large companies too. But he says it's the time of the, um, uh, the, the three book series. And the cool thing about uh, Amazon is if you have three books, they're going to cross sell each other with an algorithm that's embedded in it. So the other oh. thing I work with is um, the authors to give their books a series name because um, like I have the Networking Leadership Series. So if I take on an author, um, depending on where, you know, our, re our arrangement, because now hybrid publishing, I told you, is, is coming in where you know, you kind of share the uh, revenue, um, you could be uh, part of the Networking Leadership Series. And the people I take on, they have to be top thought leaders who want to make a difference or there's just not a connection. So it's really fun. It's a fun time because you could either become your own publisher, like I recommended to the American Marketing Association, Mercer became a publisher with the book with Orlando before he went to Holland Cruise Lines. Um, Hewitt became a publisher with another one of my clients who was the first chief diversity officer of Hewitt. And cool. by the way, his name is Andreas Tapia. Um, he took his book when he left uh, and he bought it back from Hewitt. But before the book came out, he ended up with a million dollar new client for Hewitt. Wow. So there are all kinds of great stories like that. And one other one I'll tell you in 30 seconds or less is Dan Weinfurter. Dan wrote Second Stage Entrepreneurship. Dan was on the Inc. 507 times, three different companies, number one once. Dan came to me, we worked on a book. He did in this case get a traditional publisher. You know, our, our authors can go that route if they have a platform. And he ended up, um, not, he wanted to start his fourth company, but couldn't get a hedge fund he was after, couldn't get anyone to invest in it. I think he was turning 60. Um, the book came out. He had a school license the book. I think it was up in Wisconsin, a university. He had a hedge fund approach him, invest in his company. The last time I spoke to him, which was a year or so ago, and he's probably making more than that now, his company sales training, I think is what he does. He's making 30 million a year. Wow. So that's the power of a book. Right. Well, that's what you inspired me after my workshop, you came up and you you basically were like, yeah. you have to do this. So you do, uh, you do. I well, know. The, you are unique and that, you know, so here's your like 30 second extra um, coaching piece by me. You are unique, and I do mean you, and then I mean other people. And and it's a beautiful process um, to have somebody who's in the book world say, "This is unique. This is what's wonderful." And I'm I'm incredibly appreciative that I have the eye and the ear uh, when listening to people and seeing them in action. I go, "That's going to make a good book." Right. Or, uh, but the goal is to make it a great book. 
So everything that you can do are in these tools. And believe me, if I don't have something there for you and you tell me that it would be helpful to you and your friends told you that too, I'm going to create that and put it up there. For <laughs> I know you will. That's definitely yeah. something I know. Yeah. So uh, so if people want to uh, download uh, things, they go to networlding. Dot com. I have it up on the screen here. And then you have um, you have one of your, um, so these are like um, people that maybe can't afford to put down all the money on maybe hiring a team or, you know, having somebody help them through the whole thing. But it's like a do-it-yourself, right? Workshop coming up? Right. Well, the do-it-yourself is online. And okay. then what I say is once people go through it, or even a third of the way through it, if they go through the start, I... I, as much as I can help them, either put them in a group or uh, coach them one-on-one, -on -one, help them. I'm, I'm just, that's who I am. I, I will figure out a way to help you get that book done. And I've had people come through and I'm glad I'm on the show because I mean it, <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> I know I, you if, if, it, if I need to, I'll put you in a group. If there was a groundswell and I had 50 people, I'll put you in a group, but I'll try to do as much as I can to give you personal attention so that you have that shift. So I'll, I'll mention a, a funny thing. Some people know Chad Coe. I'm sure you do. Yep. Now I was his, I was his um, unofficial coach for a long time. And he, I'm sure he's got to remember this, but year after year, he'd say to me, I don't get it. I don't get networking. I don't get it. I'd say, just stick with it, Chad. Well, the rest was history. Once he did, you know, got to a certain point, he hit a tipping point. So stick with this because this is something that is, should be part of your growth model. Um, and it makes a difference. And what I think should happen, this is my prediction. Um, I actually was going to work with Salesforce and I'm, I'm not sure when I am, but I got onboarded, but they were, they wanted to do a whole series of books because they have a, an event called Dreamforce. And, That's right. and I'm waiting for a company. The American Marketing Association is the first organization I've seen that are going to come out with seven books which is brilliant. I mean, it's a bold and wonderful move on their part and they're going to make money from it. And they are making money from events, from online training and from the, you know, the book. Um, but the book is the feather in the cap. So right. what I, I think a company should do, um, and I haven't seen a company do it yet. Not Accenture, Deloitte. I worked with uh, Pricewaterhouse with their chief thought leader there. John Slioka used to be at Diamond Consulting. But somebody, some company should do a series and that, you know, it should be a consulting firm and they're going to rock it to success. I think there's going to be a big company that finally gets it, but no one's done it yet that I know of. That's cool. That's cool. Well, thank you for being on with us. Uh, well, and then we always pick a winner um, of who is the most engaged with us in the uh, program today. And there were so many people just saying, I love this. This is amazing. Uh, what we'll do is um, uh, we'll send out, as soon as you post it, we'll send out a link to our network of the uh, up next upcoming workshop that you have. And, uh, and I always love attending them too. So please tell us the dates as early as possible so we can make sure we uh, we get on those. And then um, real quick, I'm going to do a, another quick poll. Uh, everybody's asking about they want to grow their influence. I'm going to put this up on the blue screen real quick. 
And then uh, next week's uh, episode is going to be with uh, Tammy Schering. And Tammy went from HP Corporate um, HP Corporate to uh, CEO of a small company called uh, Storytellers. And so what they do is they do uh, storytelling. And so that's super cool that we're going to have somebody on where their organization teaches and focuses just on the story. And they're actually coming to Chicago to do a workshop. And so it's going to be a fun, 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 fun program. And so our winner uh, this week, let me close out this poll. Our winner this week is uh, Julie Clark, who was at our event last night. Oh my gosh, Julie, congratulations. Now, the rule that we have, Melissa, is whoever wins has to take a Starbucks gift card that we give them and they have to apply something that they've learned from us in getting someone to that coffee shop. So they have to apply a move, you know, that we've taught them. We have power moves in our workshop, as you've experienced. Yeah. So they have to do it from networking online and taking them from online into the coffee shop. So I think that's a fun, fun thing we have everybody do. Awesome. So, uh, all right. So everybody, what's the one thing we always ask you to tell us the one thing you're going to do differently starting the minute you leave this program. So always have that one thing. Start typing in. So some uh, people, a lot of people are typing in. I'm going to download Melissa's stuff. So <laughs> I don't know what they're going to download, but they're going to download. Uh, oh, Kate's going to start outlining her book. Uh, and uh, yep, some people are going to, yep, outline the book. Seems to be the popular one. James, this will be great for you. James has a great story. I'm coaching him right now. He's uh, He's got a great story. So, uh, well, listen, Melissa, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's so exciting to have you on, and and we love the fact that. Um, and if people want to uh, follow you, it's at Networlding, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, again, we want to thank you. Uh, we appreciate you so much. I appreciate you as a friend and a coach for me. You sat down and really helped get my head clear on where to take this book adventure. So thank you again. I just want to thank you for that. Uh, thank you. It. Thank you all. I really like your ideas, Kate, that you offer. You bring a lot of energy. And Jackson, you're awesome. Thanks for being so nice and cool. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. And uh, hey, we'll all see you online or at a networking event real soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.